0: You're listening to the My 3 Picks Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Ages. On each episode of the show, we'll be talking with some really interesting people who will be sharing three of their favorite pictures with us. Maybe it'll be pictures they've been in, pictures they've taken, or pictures they just really like. But the common thing between all the pics will be that there's something important or meaningful to those pictures that has had an impact on their lives somehow. So sit back, get comfortable, and let's get on with the podcast. Welcome to episode four of the My Three Picks podcast. Uh, good morning, good evening, wherever you are, whatever time of day it is. Uh, I'm in a great mood today. I don't know. I'm. We can talk about this, Catherine, when we get on. But I'm in a. I'm in a good mood today. I was listening to like 80s music before we started this, and I'm just. I'm feeling it today, which is good because I've had a lot more of the "What day is it today?" kind of phenomena in my life lately. You know, honestly, I think the tease of the vaccine coming somehow makes me more watch time more closely these days. So I'm finding it I'm finding it slow, but I'm optimistic. I think 2021 is going to be much better. Um, And speaking of optimism, uh, my guest today is Catherine Kalman, and she is a professional photographer who's based here in Calgary. Uh, just by way of a little background, and not too much background, because Catherine's got a lot of background. But Catherine is an award-winning photographer, and is accredited, is, and is an accredited professional photographer with the Professional Photographers of Canada. Catherine specializes in fashion, celebrity, commercial, and corporate photography. And the reason I say optimism is because when I think about Catherine, and when I first met Catherine, I think without a doubt she is one of the most optimistic and positive photographers and maybe people i've come across in my travels katherine welcome to the show and is that is that fair to say about you are you are you do you are you do you feel yourself as an optimistic person
1: oh mark thank Aww. you so much i do i am i am very optimistic i do try to look at the bright side of everything yeah. um yeah. i do feel that things happen for us not to us perspective if you like to say yep. and just to say this thank you for having me oh, thank course. you so so much for having yeah, me I here today know. yeah
0: yeah I'm I'm glad you came on and I I mean I must I, I, there is a backstory to this too so Catherine uh was one well actually is oh no sorry it was one of the first like mm-hmm. education experiences I had in photography when uh, you taught a lighting course in your yeah. home studio, and that was when I first met you. So, uh, you've always been kind of top of my list in terms of people kind of doing the craft in Calgary. But beyond that, just kind of the quality of your craft has always been so high. So, I'm glad you. I'm glad you have found the time, and I'm glad you accepted uh, coming on the podcast. So, thank you for that.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I remember. I remember our first workshop. You were very keen. You had so many great questions, <laughs> and it was just such a great combination of like wow this guy he gets it and he's <laughs> he's caring and like quality and yeah. so I loved all that and that was such a great first way to meet
0: yeah, yeah totally well I think I mean yeah I mean I could go this is not the kind of like let's talk about how great Catherine and Mark are podcast this is the, <laughs> the mind you pay let's get to the picks so um just I mean in terms of the in terms of the situation kind of we find ourselves in now in terms of the pandemic and stuff. How 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 are you handling that in terms of your workflow as a photographer?
1: It's actually quite interesting. Out of the gates back in March or um, after the first lockdown, I was really busy. I had people <clears throat> just ready to photograph, ready to get on and and wanting to document their point in their life, which a lot of them were graduates at the time. Okay. So they wanted something special. And I was really lucky to be able to provide that to them. And then come around the second lockdown, I think us photographers were really fortunate that we can still photograph. And I have done not as many as I usually do, but quite a few clients during this time who are doing something special for themselves, or there's a special moment that they wish to document. So I'm finding that, yes, things have really changed, but I feel like there's a lot more purpose going into the work where there's okay. always purpose going into photographs, but yeah. people have really thought out, yes, I want to do this photograph. This photograph to me has this meaning. I have thought about it. I've planned it out and I'm right. ready, Right, which is really nice to see, you know, appreciation for the craft. So that's changed. Um, Obviously protocols have changed how some things run, but I still feel if anything, human connection, when I do do a shoot is still there. And if anything possibly heightened, if Mm -hmm. I can say that Mm -hmm. just, that appreciation for one another when right. we're in each other's presence and photographing yeah. Yeah. is, well, a, is a huge difference that I'm really seeing. And it's, it's really heartwarming actually.
0: Yeah. No, that's, Special. A, that's, that's a lovely way of putting it, actually. Um, yeah. And so I know, I know when you are also working on your shoots too, you, you, know, you usually have a team of people with you too. Mm-hmm. Do you think, um, do you think there has been, you know, extra thought that's had to go into that piece of the craft too, in terms of safety. I don't want to make this about COVID necessarily either, but like, but, you know, have you, have you had to think more about that kind of side of the business?
1: Yes, absolutely. So at the first over the summer and into the fall, we, um, we could still have makeup artists, hair artists, and um, stylists, which was Which was nice, but it is a lot more people. But we were always just, I think, as long as the relationship you have honesty and trust, Mm -hmm. and your client knows that if there is a reschedule, it's a genuine reschedule, just a not right now. Yeah. So that having the trust and having everyone be honest with like how they're feeling or Just what's going on is really huge. And so I'm really lucky that I haven't like we haven't come into contact with actually anything because everyone's so good about it and just open. So that's really nice. Um, Now, recently, we are in a situation where we're not getting makeup done or hair or styling. So it's a lot more intimate of a photo shoot where it's me and the client, kind of like the old days where you Mm. wouldn't get the makeup artist because you're like, should I get a makeup artist? Shouldn't I? (laughs) (laughs) So we're we're back to that intimate me and the client situation, which it's actually been kind of refreshing because it's so much more time that I get to spend with the client versus like them roaming around in all the different chairs, which I love because they're getting pampered. Yeah. But now it's you zero in on like, everything they're talking about. It's almost like your listening skills heighten, not just your visual skills. Yeah. You're really listening to what they're saying, how they're feeling. And I feel like it just creates even a heightened relationship with my client. Right. So if, if I do find though, if someone does want makeup and hair and they have someone in their household that does it, that's mm-hmm. been a little workaround where they just like come with yeah. it. Or sometimes they'll like, have a video conference with one of my makeup artists or hair hair peoples and um yeah so that's the only difference that I find now which is a huge difference from before right right huge
0: and I mean just even in terms of the business like in terms of pivoting to like know you've always Mm -hmm. I think had like a a foot in kind of the uh, space of education right like whether it be doing workshops or videos like it's always kind of played uh a a part in your in your in your services right
1: yeah absolutely I, it's like yeah. it's like part of me mm-hmm. <laughs> ever since I was young I was I so I used to figure skate and then I went from figure skating to when I went to university I would teach figure skating or yeah. I did martial arts and then it went from like learning martial arts to teaching martial arts and then yeah. worked downtown and it went from creating Excel models to teaching. So teaching and just knowledge sharing is a huge part of who I am. I just, yeah. I love people to be able to experience themselves how to develop and find joy in a process. Yeah. I just, oh, I love that. So right now I have done um Light Matters through the PPOC, and that was a province-wide Alberta, province-wide. Yeah. I guess online conference. And that was like the biggest conference I've done online, which was amazing. Okay, cool. Um, I have had plans to do the online recording and teaching, but I'm also doing homeschooling right now, my, okay. my seven year old daughter. So it's kind of finding that balance of like, yeah. how can I make this work without having to pre record everything? Maybe I'll just do it live and then figure out how that goes. Yeah. But yeah, definitely in the works because I feel there's so much joy in what we do. Yeah. and And, in the arts, that it just needs to be shared. people right. people are ready to discover yeah. different yeah. ways of like artistic expression. So why not share that?
0: Yeah. no, it's it's awesome. It's so good. um and you and you mentioned kind of just all those different kind of experiences you had in terms of progression through your life, you know, whether it be sport yeah. or work. and And one of my last guests on this podcast was, um, a, a woman who's a life coach and she focuses in kind of midlife, uh, pivoting, you know, career pivots. And so you, you made a bit of a pivot yourself, right? Like from working in, uh, business and industry. And then from there, you're just like, you know what, it's time. I'm ready to kind of embrace what I love and the arts. And you made the move into being a professional photographer full time
1: hundred yeah. percent. That's exactly what happened. It's. I was working downtown for 14 years and it got to the p- point where it was just, it, it was time to do it. It was lovely to work downtown and I wouldn't change any of that experience for anything. It helped me afford my first Canon 7D SLR, my first 85 1.2 millimeter lens. It got me started and it also gave me time to practice and help me develop to work on the side or work on the weekends. Yeah, but there was a time where after I had my daughter and I went back after mat leave, and I was already like charging from my work. I was only charging like a 200 bucks, or mm-hmm. five hundred dollars for a wedding when I was starting right. out. Right. But it got me to the point where, you know what? Let's try this. Let's let's do this. And so when I talked to my boss at the time, he was like. You know what? I'm surprised it took you this long. So it's funny okay. that other people see it Yeah. <laughs> before yeah. you even do, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. Well,
0: well, that's amazing. I mean, it's a, it's a it's an inspirational story, I think. So, um, let's get into the picks. Let's get into the, your three picks. Okay. So yes. Um. And so, just as a reminder for those who may be following along, the the pictures that we're referring to, you can access through uh, my website, and the link to that will be in. Uh, the description of the podcast below. And so we post the three pictures there that we're going to look at because it's a podcast and we can't visual. <laughs> I can describe them to you, but it's better to look at them, right? So um, so go to, the, go to the website. It's under uh, episode four, which is Catherine's. And uh, the first picture we're looking at is image one. And that is that gorgeous shot of uh, what I think is a dancer yes. floating through the air with the red background. Yes. So why this pick? Why'd you choose this one?
1: Yeah. So I chose this one because it just, I, for, for several different reasons. So I love the end result in that it looks so ethereal. It's mysterious. It looks mm. almost like a dancer from heaven, an angel. It is, it just, it means a lot in in the form and almost like the symbolism and the fabric and like the clear. So there's so much that happened in this image that was planned and unexpected. So the second reason I chose it was because this was actually like a half assignment where someone said, well, can you do a picture that relates to the color red and it could be anything you want but it needs to be themed in the color red. So I envisioned a silhouette and I did a little bit of planning for, okay, I want a ballerina. I want this, I want that. And so I was able to put a full size, I can't remember how many feet, but it's like a full size trampoline that I bought from Kijiji for a hundred bucks. And I got it into the studio that I was at at the time and the that was my planning. I used a gel light for the background. Okay. I called up my favorite dancer, Kiara, mm-hmm. who um, at the time was with Alberta Ballet mm-hmm. and is also two time running Miss Calgary. So she's exceptionally talented. And this was a vision I had. And a lot of times when I work, I get lots of surprises and I, I do plan, but it's not always the way that I work. And this one was a planned shot where things were just, yes, it worked. Yeah. <laughs> I did it. Yeah, <laughs> We all did it. So that's why I chose this one.
0: Okay. Well, it's, it's amazing. And I, I mean, I think that's one of the things I I love about your work too. So you have such a broad kind of range of stuff that you can, you can, draw on and get into, right? So this one, you know, as you say, like it was, it's, it's experimental, right? Yes. To To a certain degree. And you were like, I have this vision of how I want to do it. How, how important is like yeah. that idea of experimentation? Is that important?
1: I think it's important. I think it's always important, whether it's experimentation or having a list of like educationally enriching techniques that I haven't done yet to like try them, yeah. that combination is really important. Cause if I find, I find if I do, which I love doing my client work and I love doing corporate shots, but there's just that little bit of excitement in doing something new, right? whether that's, I guess your neurons firing, cause you got something that you've never done before. Or you you're in the process of creating something or putting lights where you don't usually, I think that is just another way to expand your craft and as a person right. expand something you've never done and that's just I think a huge part of it because if you you aren't doing that you're just going to be creating the same thing over and over again which if you're happy with that that's fine but there's just some magic in oh what's this right what is what is this how did I do that I don't even know how I did that and this came up so I think it's so so important not just in I guess our craft but life as well
0: Yeah. And, you know, we were talking about this just before, uh, you know, just offline and we were saying, you know, I think, and and it's not a criticism, but I think sometimes people look at the art of photography and say like, oh, you know, this just comes naturally to you. You know, like there, you know, Mm -hmm. Catherine's an artist. She just, she just gets it. It's easy for her, but there's work, right? Like there's, there's, there's intention behind it. There's thinking behind it. And these shots don't just come, um, you know <laughs> they don't come together minute in minute. in a matter of minutes, right, so yeah, it takes it takes some effort, so anyway, exactly. anyway, i I love that shot, and I think it's just kind of testament again to that breadth I think you have, and we'll see that in some of your other shots too, yeah, I just want to get back to that idea earlier about um you know again, that kind of pivoting and like that we all have kind of stories in our life in terms of a, a progression or a process, and so when you know, did photography change for you when it went from something that you enjoyed doing? And I'm not going to say hobby, Mm -hmm. but like, and I think we, and I don't think it's a bad thing either. Like sometimes Mm -hmm. we start, uh, in photography or skating or, or martial arts because we like it, you know, just that we enjoy it. Did it, did photography change for you when it went from something that you enjoyed as more of a pastime to something that you did for a living?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's a great question. Um, and just a great comment in general, being able to have gone through where I was a competitive figure skater, I was competitive in martial arts. And I did that, those sports to a point where I just wanted to ignore them. (laughs) You know what I mean? You get to a point and you're like, I am over this. I know I'm good at it, but it just, I, I can't do another triple toe like it's <laughs> I'm I'm done with you ice skating. <laughs> but um the beauty in that was that you could see that you know what maybe it's a perspective. Maybe I needed a break. Maybe there was too much pressure and the pressure was self-made because really other people what other people say it's just an opinion and it's whether I internalize that or not. So having had that experience and anyone can tell you that like, oh, be careful. It doesn't become too much work versus play. Mm -hmm. But until you experience it and you internalize that perspective, it's kind of, it's not the same. It's someone, it's someone else telling it, you have to go through it yourself. So having gone through that, Mm -hmm. I was also really careful with my photography to gauge, okay, am I, doing too much of one thing. Is it time to shake it up? Right. Um Maybe I should do once a month, a creative shoot where it's completely creative, um, no payment involved whatsoever. And everyone is just having fun. So having seen what it could be and how to continue it to be something that's fun and always part of your life, I definitely think I was able to like gauge that a lot better. Yeah. And I do, for people going from a hobby into, let's say, full-time photography, the one side of it that I'm sure lots of people talk about is the business side. So not only will you be photographing and editing, you add in the business part, the invoicing, the emails, the the part of it that people may find, I guess, less artistic. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> no, I, that's pretty fair to say. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I think if you can like either find joy in that part or outsource it if you can't, yeah. then you'll be able to find a more sustainable balance go right. forward. Right. Absolutely.
0: And, yeah. And that's a that's a good point. I mean, I think there's there's a lot of challenges that come with being, you know, a small business owner. Right. And all the back end of that and how that affects, you know, the grind, right? Of of being a small business owner and just The energy that that takes, I think sometimes people don't really appreciate and not just for photographers, but for people in the visual arts and arts. Right. It's 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 tough to find a
1: balance. Exactly. Yeah. And that's and that's always what's talked about, finding that balance and having with what's going on right now. I think right now is a great time for people to review what's going on. because over that first break, that's one of the things that I did. I was just swamped with work and I was finding getting back to emails was exceptionally hard for some reason. So having gone through that and figuring out, well, no, my priority is to provide the customer service, to provide quality. How can I do that? So that's where, okay, the emails and the invoicing isn't always that fun but is there a way is there something I can automate is there someone who can help me is there some way that I can create that quality product without sacrificing so these are these are just questions when you get to the point where you're like okay something needs to change actually doing that reviewing it and being able to like make that shift and and it's like little, like you were saying, you have big pivots from one career to another, but within your business to have these other mini pivots to just improve things and make sure that you're constantly keeping that balance, that happiness balance. Yeah.
0: Well, you're, you're exceptionally talented at it. And I think uh, you you do an an amazing job of, of, of managing all that and, and, and remaining like pushing the boundaries of being creative too. So Okay, so let's get on, let's get back to some of the, your your second of your three picks. And that is the picture uh, which is of the model with the makeup and UV. And again, for me, uh, again, that that kind of uh, current, I think that goes through your photos to me is just like, they seem very, I don't know if analytical is the right word, but you put a lot of intention and thought into uh, not only the the setup of the of the shot and and the composition, but I'm sure of the people that are working on the shot and the post production too. Is that true? Like, is there, they seem is that the is that a wrong word? Do you think analytical?
1: No, I think that's right. Um, I do. I feel like my personality is very analytical. Um, I like clarity. Like, obviously, there's the odd shot where I'm like, oh, that blurry picture looks cool, but I like things to look very clear and and i've been called very commercial in my work which is cool because that's advertising right um and there is purpose or if not purpose in in the planning i i see the purpose and the intention and like the message in it after once it's done and yeah i i think that's spot on like i i would call myself that for sure
0: yeah. So why, why this shot in particular from your, from your, you know, <laughs> wide array of shots you could choose? Why'd you choose this one? Yeah.
1: So this one was one of my other creative shoots. Um, the model and makeup artist is Mylin Lam, wonderful person. And I just always wanted to do a UV light image. I went out, so I shoot with Broncolor collar lighting. I have mm. the Cirrus 800S from Brown Collar. Mm. And I purchased this UV attachment for my light, which was just so unique to my kit. And I had no idea how to use it and I wanted (laughs) to try it. Um, And so obviously I do portraits. So I thought, okay, what can I do? Mm. So Mylan went out and got UV makeup and brought other makeup that she thought would like glow. And we just played. (laughs) There was no concept other than like makeup on your face. Right. And what can we do? So we slowly were building layer after layer. Um, I did create, like I had to play around with the lighting too. So you can see, I have a little bit of like backlighting. That's like rimming the one side of her or not the one side, um, just behind her. And then I had the UV light in front of her. Mm -hmm. So, She would do a layer of makeup. We would test it and be like, okay, we need a little bit more here. We need a little bit more there. And we would just keep building layer after layer. After Mm -hmm. that, we decided, okay, this really could have benefited buying an extra UV light. When she was doing her makeup, she could actually see what she was doing. So she was actually doing her makeup quite blind as to what it would look like. And so we came to this final... I guess layering of makeup. We were like, wow, this looks like the galaxy. It looks yeah. so like surreal. We loved the the bluish and the whites and the pinks. And that's what we ended up coming to a closure with is like this is this is it. Mm-hmm. And funny enough, the the story doesn't end there. We ended up posting it on social media mm-hmm. and we were both approached by a makeup company in the UK who specializes in UV, UV makeup and I guess festival makeup okay. is what they call it. Okay. And yeah. so this UV makeup company called Festy Face ended up purchasing the image to put on their packaging, to put on their website. And yeah, so we were able Very to cool. do something fun and then, after the fact, be able to monetize it just because someone absolutely loved it and found it on social media.
0: Yeah. Amazing. What a cool story. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's so cool. (laughs) Like of all the places (laughs) that would reach out to you too. I mean, I, have you ever been to like a giant music festival like that?
1: No, No, I never have. I, well, I guess the most giant festivals I've been to is like the Calgary stampede. I haven't gone to anything bigger. Right. Um, I always wanted to, but I think the timing for like all the things that I did in my life just didn't line up for it. But this I don't know. Yeah, I think it would did, be fun. But I did who you, knows
0: Did you get an invite?
1: No, maybe that was the problem. Go. I didn't have anyone who would go. So oh, I see. Okay.
0: <laughs> well, that's super cool. I mean, I I love the kind of serendipity too, right? Of of you're just experimenting with stuff and then these doors open and 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 But I mean, I think, you know, as a photographer too, like that's something that I think is great about the craft, right? Is like, you're doing something you love and good things happen. Like door, you know, doors open, doors close, but it's all, it's all, it's all a process.
1: Absolutely. That's, that's so well said. Everything happens for a reason. And if you, exactly. Like if you're doing something that you love, good things will happen.
0: Yeah. What do you, what do you love most about your art?
1: What do I love? I love, Well, I love that every time I photograph a person, it's different. Like there's different characteristics. There's different nuances that everyone has. I love that my photography is a tool to help people open up. I get a lot of clients who come in and already they self-doubt themselves and say, oh, I don't take pictures, but I need to take this for work. Right. And by the time we're through a session, through the tool of photography and angles and posing and lighting, someone can walk away and say, it wasn't me. I just didn't know all this stuff and I didn't have all the right this and that or the makeup, the hair. And it's not me. I can take a good picture. Right. And then there's newfound confidence. So I think the fact that photography can be that avenue to provide that for someone is my favorite. Absolutely. My favorite. Cause it's different every single time, a different, a different thought in that person's head about themselves, a different characteristics of them. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you just, you can't, you can't get that with anything else, you know? Mm.
0: Do you think, do you feel, do you think of yourself as an artist?
1: It, <laughs> that is an amazing question. Mm. Um, I, it took me a long time to be like, I am an artiste, <laughs> you know, because I always loved art class when I was in school and I did quite well at it. Mm-hmm. And to me, that was art. And then when I picked up a camera for some reason, it felt classified differently. Mm-hmm. And then throughout my career, as I started taking certain images, I'm like, okay, this is art. This is art. This is a portrait. But now I do see myself like fully, completely internalized that, yes, this is an art. There are tools, there are mediums that we use, and there's a vision. And creating that vision, I believe, is what makes you an artist. To have that energy flow through you and to be able to capture it, Mm -hmm. that's what being an artist is about. And it can be with not just the camera. It can be with anything. And someone could be like, I don't know, a cotton ball or like a toilet paper artist. And you know what, if they love it and it creates something, I believe that, yeah, that's art. You have a vision and you create. And then when it comes to a shoot, if I know I have a shoot, I do, I don't know if, I don't know if any other photographers do this, but I pump myself up. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I get myself ready. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And vice versa for editing. I'm. I mellow out. I hunker down. I set up around my desk. I got all my foods and my snacks. So, yeah, calling myself a creator, almost every day. Yeah, it applies to everything and anything.
0: Well, definitely. Yeah. No. I mean, I mean, you know, I think that's kind of the magic of not just photography, but as you say, like whatever the art is. You know, to me, it seems so much more than just an individual thing too, right? Because you're creating work that other people are seeing, other people are participating in and feeling. And you can communicate a lot of things about your perspective about the world and just your life through your art, right? And I, I think, again, I, I don't think that's just unique to photographers. I think whether you're a, a sculptor or an actor or whatever, like, you you, you know, that, that act of creating is very fulfilling.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. yeah. Let's go to your third one.
1: Yeah. I love,
0: you know, unfiltered. I love how you saved, I think, the best for last. <laughs> I love this photo. <laughs> I love this photo. Um huge range here, Catherine. Well done. Um you know, in, in terms of the image itself, it's very dynamic. Uh it's capturing this. Fluidity in her pose, clearly, but also just everything that's going on—that the handbag, the leopard print, the shoes are killer, mm-hmm. and just the shadows. There's a lot going on in this photo. Tell me about it.
1: Yeah. So this image, um, we started out in studio. This one had um, the large set. We had the makeup. We had the hair. We had stylists, uh, I had video team. We were in the studio that I used to be at and we had several different outfits. So we got to this one outfit and, you know, you, I love working in the Cove, um, which you can kind of see it's tilted sideways. And I yes, just-
0: Just for those who don't know what the Cove is or what that concept is, maybe yeah. you could describe that.
1: For sure. So Cove is like- a background in drywall from the floor to the wall. And it's curved. I like to call it a cove. I think other people call it a um, cyclorama also. Okay. Okay. And so it, it it provides like a 180 all yeah. the way around. So you have smooth, s- smooth transitions all the way through. Um, but then obviously, because this one is a 180, it has to stop somewhere, which is the edge that you see in this image. Mm-hmm. Now I love working in a cove and that was like my highlight when I was in this one studio because when I was working from my home studio I didn't have this like I had the paper but people can't lean on the paper or they can but to an extent um, this one had a lot more flexibility in that you know you can lean against it you can go ahead and put your foot up it, which I did have to like, you know, scuff it down after all good. All good. Um, and I want
0: to come back. I want to come back to the studio.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I want to come back. I want them to have me back. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but, but the thing is if you look at the cove, it just looks like the white paper time and time again, if you photograph it the same way. Yeah. So stepping into this outfit, I said, I really want to capture something different. I want a different angle. This model is talented. Let's try moving on the cove, but off of it to the edge of it. Right. And that brought me to this side of this cove. And I just, as soon as I saw this angle and she actually wasn't, um, lying down for the first one, she was just doing some leaning ones. It was magic. Yeah. And I took like five different poses where I was, I couldn't even decide at the end when I was editing these. Cause I just, I loved every single one. I spent yeah. days just on this. The editing this side of the cove. Yeah. And so then I said, okay, well I found a new angle. I, and I said to her, why don't we find a new angle, a new pose for you? So then that's where I was like, okay, well, why not like, you know, the yoga where you put your feet up and your hands are under your hips. And yeah. then we're like, okay, that's cool. Let's start pointing the toes. And then we came to this position right. and it was just everything. It yeah. was yeah. challenging. It was new for the model. And it just provided all these new element elements of new in what would be seen as your everyday space. And it just having being able to do that just blew my mind. And what took me from, I know sometimes when you photograph, you get to a plateau and then you Mm -hmm. go up another, you go up another level. This Mm -hmm. was that moment where it's like, you know what? All the skills are there, Mm -hmm. but you're not doing the same thing. You're still keeping your eyes open for that, extra angle that you may not have gotten so that was huge for me
0: Mm -hmm. well it's I mean (laughs) when I look at this photo one of the first things I focus on is her heel on the yes on the ground I'm like what is that heel made of titanium like there's a lot of pressure on that heel right (gasps) at that moment it's crazy um
1: it's funny enough what? Yeah. Go, go there's ahead. more to this story. Um, oh, there's more.
0: Okay, go, go, there's go. There's more.
1: There's more to this one. Okay. Um, so another reason why I chose this chose this image was that I actually made it to Team Canada for the 2021 world competition with this image, which is a huge compliment. Wow. Now, wow. the process to get the image in there was that I had, I think, a team of, oh, I don't know how many there were. I think anywhere from like, six to 10, I guess, coaches that are helping you with your image as they narrowed down the top images. And then as they were going through the top images, they would help you just refine your image ever so slightly. Okay. So going through that process of being critiqued by some of the best was phenomenal. Yeah. So what the critiques they gave me was to turn it into black and white okay. and also flip it to its side. So that's how I got to the point, and that's exactly what you see, Mark, is that point in the heel. They Mm -hmm. felt that it created more tension and pressure by turning it to its side versus having her upright and legs up the wall and on her shoulders. So
0: Ah, okay, now I see this. Okay, right. Yeah, so if you
1: turn your head to the left. I got
0: it. Okay.
1: That's how it actually was photographed.
0: Yes. Well, that makes perfect sense to me now. Yeah. Okay. I see that. Yes. Wow. Okay. Cool. Right. It's really Amazing. cool what,
1: what team members and like constructive criticism can do. So right. Right. it was fun process. So mm-hmm. we'll see how that does. I guess that happens next year. I don't know. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. I mean, that's what, you know, that's, a, it's a good question too, because I think so, you know, sometimes, I, I mean, we're all biased, right? Because we, we kind of look at something that we're proud of and we're like, wow, that's great. You know, that is a great shot. And then you look at other people's stuff too and you're like, that is phenomenal, right? And, right. and frequently I find when I look through a magazine, for example, like, I, you know, I was looking at, um, I was looking at a, a copy of a Vogue magazine that I picked up in Mexico. Uh, and I'm looking at some of the shots, you know, that are, have made it into Vogue magazine. And I'm like, you know, there's lots, There's lots. Like, there's there's thousands of images in magazines every month, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at this, and I'm like, oh, that's that's pretty good. And then I think about your like my own work, or for example, this work, and I'm saying, how can that not be on the cover of Vogue? <laughs> do you ever do you ever have those moments where you are like, this is this is good, this is really good?
1: Oh, I I look through tons of magazines too. This one I felt, I was like, yeah, this is good. And and I'm lucky enough that like, I don't, I, so I enter competitions, but it's usually because people suggest. So my husband's like, come on, just enter that one. Or because I'm with PPOC, they're like, come on, enter that one. And so I have a team pushing me to put stuff forward. Okay, But yeah, there's so much good stuff in magazines that, yeah, I do feel inspired by it. Mm Right. And then sometimes when some of my work gets like some of the some, certain shots where there's just magic, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> but I, I'm very careful not to compare that option. Sure.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, but, it's, it's a, a it's a rabbit it. hole, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 It's that, That's a hard one to go down. Um, You just got to look at what's out there in mm. terms of inspiration. And if, if you say, yeah, I can do that, but how can I do it my way? Right. And that's how you spin off into your own magic.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. It's good. That's good. That's good. That's good advice for for all the starting out photographers, aspiring photographers out there who are listening. I think that's a great piece of advice. Don't go down the rabbit hole necessarily, but yeah. use it as a comparison and think about how you can put your own spin on it. So that's exactly a great, that's a great yeah. piece of advice. Last kind of round of questions here. And this is a new one, Catherine. We're doing a quick oh. fire round. We're doing a quick okay, fire. Okay. Round. You ready? I'm ready.
1: I'm ready. Right.
0: Okay. Here we go. Black and white or color?
1: Oh, I love black and white.
0: Okay. Digital or film?
1: Oh, digital.
0: Studio or outdoors? Studio. Coolest location you've shot in?
1: Oh. Mm. Tick
0: tock, tick tock.
1: Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> ah, I love, I like, I love the Cove, but I do love some outdoor, outdoor locations. Oh. Okay. The, I can't, uh, I can't answer that one. Undefined. Co- okay, pass, cool. pass. Everywhere. We're
0: passing, passing. <laughs> dream portrait subject. Dream <gasps> person, dream por- person you'd like to take a portrait of.
1: Oh my gosh. Albert Watson. Albert, who's Albert Watson? He's, he's an amazing photographer. Look him up.
0: Okay. Okay. I would love one, to photograph like it. him. This is why we do the quickfire round. Yeah. Um, favorite photographer? Maybe it's Albert Watson.
1: Yeah, I love Albert Watson, Mark Seliger, Annie okay. Leibovitz, those guys. Okay.
0: Classic rock or disco?
1: Ooh, classic rock.
0: Classic rock. There we have it. The quickfire yeah. round is over.
1: <laughs> yeah, we did Yay, it. We did I it. I love that. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, Catherine, thanks so much for coming on the show.
1: Thank you for having me, Mark. This yeah. was... I really love what you're doing, and this is just really great for creatives and artists to have something like this. Yeah, so well done. You.
0: What's coming up for you? What can we, what can you tell the people about what's coming up for you? Things things to look forward to.
1: Ah, so I do plan on doing some educational things. I also plan on photographing snowflakes.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Snowflakes. I thought that would be fun, and then um, with my creative work, I you just never know. I feel right. like maybe a little bit more UV light and um, depending on how things go and what, you know, yeah. what's what's out there. Yeah. yeah some awesome. more creative shoots, but who knows what?
0: Well, you know, for those, again, for those that are listening, if you want to get in touch with Catherine and work with her and again, have a look at, have a look at her stuff. Um, if you're interested in doing commercial stuff, portraits, uh, corporate work, or just for yourself, you uh, Catherine is great, and she is always willing and welcome to talk to people and chat about ideas. The best way to do that is probably through her website, which is www.catherinecalnan.com. That's K-A-T-H-E-R-I-N-E-C-A-L-N-A-N.com. And I'll put that in the description to the website. You can also reach her through IG. You can reach, who can't, what photographer can't you reach through IG? Uh, Instagram, for those who in the know, uh, at Catherine calnan Photography. And again, I'll put the links to that uh, in the description to the website. So mm-hmm. it's December 30th. Catherine, happy new year in advance. Happy Merry Christmas to you and your family. And again, thank you for taking the time to come on. I think you represent, uh, you know, professional photographers in Canada but certainly professional photographers uh in Calgary too so well uh you are a great ambassador for it uh here and again across Canada across the world I mean you know it's a global thing and I think you do great stuff so I do appreciate you taking the time and coming on the show
1: oh thank you so so much Mark I also want to wish you um, a Merry Christmas and also like All the best in the new year to come. Everything, creativity, prosperity, abundance, joy, and laughter, all for the 2021 coming. So keep this up. I had such a blast on this podcast with you, and I can't wait to see what's more to come from it. Thank you so much for having me.
0: And that's episode four. My thanks to Catherine Calnan for coming on the show again and having such a great conversation. Always good to talk to Catherine and hear her thoughts and insights about her work and just her art in general, which I think is amazing. She's, She's a wonderful person. As always, you can download this podcast from all the good places you get your podcast, Apple, Google, Spotify, and all the links to those will be in my website. And stay tuned for the next episode of My Three Picks podcast, where we will have uh, a guest I'm really excited about. Alex Hutchinson, a great photographer from the UK, will be on the show. And I'm looking forward to talking to him. So until then, have a great week and take care.